A reading from the second book of Chronicles. In those days, all the princes of Judah, the priests and the people, added infidelity to infidelity, practicing all the abominations of the nations and polluting the Lord's temple, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. Early and often did the Lord, the God of our fathers, send his messengers to them, for he had compassion on his people and his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of God, despised his warnings, and scoffed at his prophets, until the anger of the Lord against his people was so inflamed that there was no remedy. Their enemies burnt the house of God, tore down the walls of Jerusalem, set all its palaces afire, and destroyed all its precious objects. Those who escaped the sword were carried captive to Babylon, where they became servants of the king of the Chaldees, Chaldeans and his sons, until the kingdom of the Persians came to power. All this was to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah. Until the land has retrieved its lost Sabbaths, during all the time it lies waste, it shall have rest, while seventy years are fulfilled. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord inspired King Cyrus of Persia to issue this proclamation throughout his kingdom, both by word of mouth and in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord, the God of heaven, has given to me, and he has also charged me to build him a house in, Jerus in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever, therefore, among you belongs to any part of this people, let him go up, and may his God be with him. The word of the Lord. This reading from the second letter of Chronicles is itself a summary of salvation history in the exile, the exile to Babylon and the return King Cyrus and the Persians. This summary can perhaps, perhaps be summarized by a line from Isaiah. In overflowing wrath, for a moment, I hid my face from you. But with everlasting love, I have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. This is a snapshot, the second letter of Chronicles of Salvation History. And it brings together the connection between exile and exodus. Exile and exodus because they are both centered on God's dwelling. When God appeared to Moses in the burning bush, revealed his presence in divine name, saying he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God is fulfilling his promise, his promise to dwell with his people. When Moses, before Moses sets out to approach Pharaoh, God instructs Moses on how to basically tell Pharaoh to let the people go, saying that the people shall go three days into the wilderness to offer sacrifice. In fact, reading Exodus in Pentateuch this semester really realized that much of the book 
his instructions about worship. And then you realize that much of the book itself is about worship. It's oriented to the reminder of God's presence with his people. We see even in the office of readings that we just read, God describes to Moses and to Aaron all the instructions of how to set up the tent of meeting in the desert, the instructions for how long the tent should be, the Holy of Holies, the, the lampstands, the table, the Ark of the Covenant, the bread of the presence, the altar for sacrifice, all these instructions because the people are to be in worship, in communion with God. They are to know that God is dwelling with them just as God dwelt in the cloud, the people leading them through the Red Sea. So as they journey into the desert, God is dwelling with his people. And all the more when the fulfillment of that promise continues to develop with the construction of the temple in Jerusalem, not in a tent, but truly as the, the temple there. And so this sign of God's presence, this temple, was a reminder to the people of God's promise that the people were unfaithful, as we hear. They added infidelity to infidelity. They polluted the temple with their worship, their abominations of the other nations. They polluted the, their, their worship. And in this infidelity, they were led into the exile. They were led into the exile. And if we think about the exile, not as a, as a punishment, but as a purification, it allows us to recall the fact that God is always faithful to his promises. Just as God promised to Moses, recalling his faithfulness to Abraham to dwell with, the, with his people, to bless the nation, to be with them. So God purifies people Israel in Babylon. We read in the psalm that the people are recalling, they're yearning for the temple. If I forget you, Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. They experience this purification, this longing to be with God, to dwell with God in the temple because they experience being apart from the temple, being in Babylon and being exiled. They find their identity in this purification. They are full, but God is emptying them to remind them, to fill them with his presence. And you could say in this time we have here in Lent is a purification in our own hearts. We, our hearts must not be, be full. We must be emptied. We must be emptied to experience God dwelling with us. And Lent is a time, just as the exile is a time, to recognize our waywardness, our impurity, our infidelity upon infidelity. And so the question is for us, is one, is can we recognize where we have sinned? Can we recognize our sin? And when we recognize our sin, what do we do with that? Do we allow it to lead us to... <clears throat> to self-criticism? Uh, Do we allow it to lead us to a place of despair, to a place of not hoping in God's mercy? Do we allow it to lead us to perfectionism, to an attachment to doing things on our own? Do we let it to lead us to mistrust? Or do we let the experience of our sinfulness in the exile, in our own exiles of our lives, lead us to trust that God is with us and to lead us to purification 
and a desire to be with God and to remain with God. And when you experience this desire, we are filled all the more with, with that peace of knowing that God is with us. And in these days, we look forward to the Paschal Mysteries as we've been praying. The Paschal Mysteries where Jesus on the night of the Last Supper said to his apostles, remain with me, remain in my love. God is with us and is always faithful. And as preachers, brothers, this is perhaps one of the greatest gifts that we can offer people and to offer ourselves is to recognize where God is present, to remind each other, to remind the people we encounter that God is preparing a dwelling in our hearts. So let us go up. God is with us. Here, Lord.